Hey, good afternoon to you. It's uh, Triple H 100.1 FM. This program is Rotary Matters and my name is Ian Stewart and it's a great pleasure to be with you again. Now, this is a program in which we look at some of the many the worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up the world of Rotary. Now, for most of us, uh, living in the relative comfort of Australia, we take for granted, don't we, our relatively easy way of life. There's food on the table, our children go to school, we enjoy the comforts of our home, we mix with our neighbours and we belong to a community. We, We feel as if we belong here. But, you know, this isn't the case for thousands of people whose lives have been shattered by natural disasters, by war and by man's inhumanity to man. They need to leave their homelands. They want to come somewhere safe where they can rebuild their lives and enjoy the freedoms that we have in Australia. And this is what has happened in the Great Lakes region of Africa. We're talking here about the countries of Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, Burundi and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Thankfully, there is a group of people here in Australia whose mission is to welcome migrants, refugees and asylum seekers from these countries, uh, to help them settle, to find them jobs, to provide social support, to find their space and to assist them with their integration into Australian society. The local uh, group here is called GLARPED, which stands for the Great Lakes Agency for Peace and Development, And it's their story and the story of those they help that forms the basis of Rotary Matters today. We'll be meeting Cheryl Duffy from the Rotary E-Club of Greater Sydney, whose club has been working closely with GLARPED. And we'll meet too Emmanuel Massoni, originally from Rwanda, who fled to Uganda and eventually reached Australia. It's another wonderful example of Rotary in action, making a life-changing difference to people in need. So stay tuned for this inspirational story. What happens on Rotary Matters is that each week we bring you a story to explain and provide insight into a Rotary project. So look, it could be an Australian building a school in Nepal or an Australian running an orphanage in Ethiopia. Closer to home, we might focus on running a food bank in suburban Sydney, removing graffiti, starting a community garden, providing learning resources for schools or providing disadvantaged children with insulin pumps. Rotaries Worldwide began 110 years ago and the core idea is to foster the concept of service above self. And around the world there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary Clubs in 220 countries, so it's pretty big. Now most Rotary Clubs meet once a week in person or sometimes, as has happened more recently, in a hybrid form and they devote their time to making the world a better place. So you're going to find Rotarians doing things like fighting disease, like polio and malaria. They want to provide clean water, sanitation and hygiene, to save mothers and children, uh, to support education, to grow local economies, to promote peace, to support the environment. It's huge, Rotary. It's everywhere. But, you know, it really gets the credit that it deserves. As I said a few moments ago, we're talking about the way that migrants, refugees and asylum seekers from Africa are being settled in Australia thanks to the work of GLARPED, the Great Lakes Agency for Peace and Development. We're here to uh, talk to Emmanuel Massoni and Cheryl Duffy. And the subject today is the Greater Lakes Agency for Peace and Development, uh, also known as GLARPED. Now, let's begin with you, Emmanuel, if we could, please. You're the executive manager now, most of our listeners have probably not come across GLARPED. So tell us, if you would, why we need it and how and when did it start. Emmanuel. 
Thank you so much, Ian. Yeah, that's a wonderful question, and I really loved the way you pronounced it, Rapet, and that was really great. Some people get uh, uh, fall short of <laughs> the pronunciation of Grapet in some way, but thank you very much. Now, why Grapet is needed? Grapet started as an organization that was uh, trying back in 2012, that was trying to bridge the conflict gap of the communities that came from the Great Lakes region of Africa, which is part of the Central Africa, including the Congo, Rwanda, Burundi, and Uganda. And those countries had been entangled in, in the wars and conflicts since, 20, sorry, since 1994 uh, from the genocide that took place in Rwanda. And because the war and genocide effects did overspill or spill over to those countries. Therefore, there have been resentments between those countries for ages since then. And those resentments uh, between uh, the countries, the four countries, have sometimes followed citizens of those countries when they come even to the West. So even the, when they... the Emmanuel, the countries in question, are uh, the Congo, Burundi, Uganda, Rwanda. Was there another country as well? Uh, there are four. The Congo, Burundi, Rwanda, and Uganda. Okay. And the, they've all got in common um, conflict uh, within their own countries and conflict between those countries. Exactly, yes. Okay, okay. So... Yeah, it basically started in 1994 uh, during the genocide, and then when most of the forces that were, rely, were related to the genocidal forces crossed over to, to the Congo. And then um, there was an invasion of Rwanda and friendly countries like Uganda and Burundi, uh, invading Zaire then, and then the big war, the African, what they call the African war, when those countries invaded the Congo in 1996. And since then, those regions have really never been stable. There are always rebels in Congo fighting against the Ugandan government, against the Rwandan government, against the Rwandan government, and vice versa. Also, those countries sometimes they support rebels that do also uh, fight and attack Congo. So that has developed that sort of resentment and, and, and conflict between communities as well. So, Emmanuel, what country did you come from yourself? Rwanda. From Rwanda, okay. Yeah, but I, I grew up in Uganda as a refugee. You grew up in Uganda as a refugee. And yes. um, what prompted you to want to come to Australia? Oh, I came to Australia in 2011 as a student. And then when I finished my degree, I decided to stay because there were issues back in the country, so, you know. So you came, I, did you come with family or did you just come on your own to Australia? I came on my own. And, and which university did you come to? The University of Sydney. University of Sydney. To study what? We studied a Master of Transport Studies. So how many people have succeeded in coming from the Greater Lakes Agency, of, the Greater Lakes area of Africa? How many have managed to come across to Australia? To settle here. Have you any idea? I can't really know all the numbers, uh, but uh, 
because sometimes we don't get everyone on the list uh, because when they come to Australia, they come through the humanitarian settlement program or they come as migrants who come by uh, air uh, to Australia for uh, under different visas. And those visas and the numbers probably could be with the department of uh, the, the department that has immigration in its duties and responsibilities, or even maybe the, I mean, all the statistics, the uh, Bureau of Statistics. But for us, we literally get those who come to our services. Okay, so do most people um, leaving the Greater Lakes area, do they know about Australia do, or, or are some of them going to other parts of the world? They go to other parts of the world. Some of them know us because they have, we have been in contact with them and we've been in contact with some refugees who come to Australia on humanitarian visas through family connections, word of mouth. We do talk to them and they call us and we link with them. Some of them, they come and then we support them right away. But others find us when they get here. Right. So some know about you before they leave and some mm -hmm. only find out about you once they've arrived in Australia. So um, could you just tell us what are the, the services that GLARPED, the Greater Lakes Agency for Peace and Development, what are the services mm. that you provide to mm. the incoming um, migrant? We organized some community consultations which actually pointed out to us that um, the cause of resentment among the communities here was mostly because of the day-to-day -day life of the people from the, the lakes, the, the way they settled, there were there are issues of unemployment, issues of not knowing the services that can support them, issues of language, all that combined. And therefore, from there, we started now to, um, <clears throat> to do settlement services on a case work level, on information sessions to the communities so that they understand what services are available around them and how they can access them. So we started with uh, settlement services with, with the funding from the Department of Immigration by then. And eventually in 2015, we also realized that there was a persistence of some people who were unemployed. And in further doing the consultations, we found out that some people wanted to live in regional areas where they can find a farm, where they can dig a garden. And because most of them come from that background, <clears throat> they come from refugees. As you know, the war, if the war erupts in a country, even villagers are, 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 fond, are fond of running, they learn for their lives. And they are, and mostly they are those, the, the, the people from villages who are on very low income or who are peasants that actually end up in the camps. Because educated people, they are likely to find jobs in cities and integrate easily. So you could find that most of the humanitarians may be uh, even uh, uh, farmers, people who are, who are living in villages. And that's why how we started the regional settlement program on top of the migrant services. So what okay. we provide are those services? Okay, uh, Emmanuel, so we've got them coming here. Many of them have got a background in farming or living off the land. They arrive mm -hmm. here in Australia 
and uh, you see that there is an opportunity for them to settle in regional parts of Australia. Yes. Uh, mm. Tell us, if you would, which um, towns or regions, say, within New South Wales, um, mm. they've tended to go to. So that's uh, Emmanuel Massoni there from GLARPED, the Great Lakes Agency for Peace and Development. There's more to follow uh, from Emmanuel and also from Cheryl Duffy of the uh, Greater E-Club of, of Sydney. Uh, this is Triple H 100.1 FM. Uh, the programme is Rotary Matters. Okay. Uh, at the moment, uh, this is Emmanuel we have uh, migrants and former refugees, of course, in the towns of uh, Kara. Kara is, yeah, just beyond Canberra, two hours from Canberra. We've also settled, um, when we started this program, we've got more people actually, not even from the Great Lakes, uh, back in 2016 and 2017. We also got a community of Indians who we supported to settle in Kuma. So they are from the state of Kerala in India mostly, but from other states of India also joined them. So, that also has been growing well. And that caused us then to expand our services even beyond just the Great Lakes. So, so what, happen, what happens? Do they, do they then go and work on, an, on somebody else's property, say in Kara yeah. or in Kuma, or do they eventually uh, buy their own farm? No, um, literally some of the people uh, are not working on the farm. Not all of them are working on the farm. Some have found jobs in the disability industry and aged care industry. Right. Some have found jobs in factories. Some have found jobs in milking cows in their industry. They have found jobs in, in, diverse, um, in diverse industries of rubber and, and sometimes soft skills. But uh, some of them also are doing farming. Some who are doing farming on the land. What do we do to get the land? Because they, got, they don't have enough capital to purchase. We do speak, we do organize community consultations in regional communities and we ask farmers of good heart to, um, to lend. So we borrow, we borrow the land, maybe four, five, ten acres of land, and then uh, we give it. To, the, to those who want to, to do the gardening and, and, and farming. And with that, when they harvest enough, that's how the model works. When they harvest enough and sell, they sometimes start to uh, rent or to lease the land. And from leasing, and from leasing they can go to share farming. And, uh, and, and then share farming to buy. Right. So that's, that's the engagement process. That's the engagement model we have engaged in. So, so, so Emmanuel, yeah. your agency, the GLARPED, the Greater Lakes Agency for Peace and Development, acts yes. as a, a broker, as a middleman, um, facilitating the settlement of people from the Greater Lakes area of Africa, settling them here, in, particularly into regional Australia. Emmanuel, it's a wonderful initiative that you've taken. I congratulate you on everything that you're doing. I mean, are, are there more people wanting to come across from the Greater Lakes area of Africa? Are there more people yeah. wanting to come to Australia? Or have you just about yeah. satisfied the demand? No, no, no. They are more coming. It's just because of COVID. 
Otherwise, I didn't mention that we also have a settlement in, uh, well, a, a, another settlement in the town of Dabo. In Dabo, yes. And then there is also uh, in Tali. In, in Tali. Tari, up in the north. Tari, yes. 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 Absolutely. Okay, so you've got Kara, so, Kuma, uh, Dabo, Tari, yes. Yes, and really those towns are growing. And we have another one, by the way, in Victoria around Hamilton. Around? And ha Hamilton. Hamilton in Victoria, okay. Yes, and they are doing good farming. They are, they are, they are wonderful. We have other families around Rizimo as well who are doing farming, Rizimo. So they're helping, they're helping themselves well. and they're helping the, the communities where they settle. They're bringing Very their much. families into those yes. towns. Those families go to school. Those cat yes. families consume local services. Those families contribute to the local economy. It's it's a win-win for everybody. You are, you are saying it all. Exactly, that's exactly what what does. Because as much as we were we are trying to support the the African I mean the families from the Great Lakes to settle in regional areas, we identified that regional communities were also vulnerable. There are plenty of jobs which are called uh, hidden jobs that are not advertised in the news. And these people have been occupying and doing for the farmers and also spending that income in the community, adding to the numbers in schools, in churches, the diversity in sports, use of infrastructure, uh, at least all those, but also the cohesion, that community cohesion and exchange between the community. When you look at the community, they have settled in Kara, for example. They have a wonderful relationship with the local community. That Time and again, fun. people go together for there is a multitude of achievements, not only for those families from the refugee and migrant background, but also from the rest of the Australian community. All we ask is for Rotarians to support us in the process. Some well, Rotarians are very reluctant to, to make the decision to support. But some others, like Sheila, like uh, Lucy, or go ahead, I can talk of uh, Richard. Um, Richard, again, <laughs> I can mention, who are really wonderful and hard workers who believe that um, this project can change a lot in the setup of the regional settlements. Well, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, you have just mentioned two important names. Lucy was Lucy Hobgood-Brown, who runs yes. an organization called Hand Up Congo. Um, yes. Some of our listeners will be familiar with Lucy because she's spoken to us about her yeah. work in the Democratic yeah. Republic of Congo before, and she's yes. um, tirelessly raising money through uh, film nights and other activities here in Sydney to raise awareness and funding of, of what's happening in the Congo. But you also mentioned just now Cheryl, who has been very patiently waiting and, uh, and observing this conversation that we've just had. Yeah. Cheryl Duffy listeners, is the International Project Director for the Rotary E-Club of Greater Sydney. I'll ask her about the Rotary Club in a minute, but um, Cheryl, um, Emmanuel's been talking to us about GLARPED, the Greater Lakes Agency of Peace and Development. How did you and your Rotarian colleagues decide to support um, the work of, of, of GLARPED? Well, Lucy was already had the, the Congo project that she has and runs to support the, the Congolese that had moved to Tari. And then Emmanuel was then engaged into becoming a Rotarian. And I met uh, 
Emmanuel in the Rotarian sort of forum. Uh, there was a, a Glapid annual event that I went to and uh, basically I just became involved in helping with some of the, the you know, the programs and the setup and those types of things uh, so that we could then, you know, see it as a worthy cause because with a lot of the projects with the club there, they're mostly all international. So this was an opportunity to be able to see Glapid as being, have an international flair because it's helping people who come from international um, places, developing countries to Australia that need help when they get here. So although most of our projects are helping those in their own country, we do now have um, the, the Glapid project um, as in our portfolio to help um, locally and be able to engage with local Rotarians to become more involved. Um, because a lot of the Rotarians, if, they, if they're not involved in the overseas projects, this gives them an opportunity to, to be able to work locally and help out to make so a difference. In, in, in Emmanuel's case, he was talking about settling people in places like Cara, Lismore, Tari, and so on. You are liaising with local Rotarians on the ground in those towns to uh, facilitate the implementation of the programs, yeah? Yes, there's there's different Rotarians in those in those regional towns that help with these um, integration. But so that's uh, Cheryl Duffy. And we'll be hearing more from Cheryl shortly. So this is um, Cheryl Duffy. Uh, we're talking about the Great Lakes Agency for Peace and Development, which settles migrants, refugees, and asylum seekers here in in regional Australia, and. Uh, we learn about their mental health initiatives. This is Cheryl. Um, we've got the the driving subsidised driving that we've established for the Marylands um, area and also Tari, so that it helps fuel the independence of refugees. It helps them with not feeling so isolated, and also helps them with improving their employment opportunities. So when you said subsidised driving. Do you mean teaching them how to drive or driving them to places that they need to get to? Well, there's two so there's two components. So there's one where we've got the driving schools who are giving us a subsidised um, uh, fee and we're also running fundraising to further subsidise the price for the refugees. But also we, do, we've, um, we did go ahead and, and buy a van that we that Glapid uses for the the seniors outings. So seniors become quite isolated um, in their own homes, unable to sort of um, go out and see, you know, integrate like do the social integration with others, be able to go to places of interest. So there was a van that was purchased, a twelve seater van that helped with having those outings that they do fortnightly. And so, where, where, where is that van, Cheryl? In Marylands. Cheryl, j just go back for a moment, if you would, uh, to the word e-club. I think people may be familiar with the idea of a, the traditional Rotary Club that meets face-to-face -face weekly and uh, sets about doing very good work. But uh, an e-club, just define that for us, if you would, please. So an e-club is for people to be able to be part of a virtual club that are able to come together, which we do every second Sunday of the month, um, and people live in all areas of Australia. We even have members that are living in Kenya, East Timor, 
in different locations throughout the world who are Australians that are over there working directly on their projects. So they're able to be part of the e-club as opposed to the, the sort of normal Rotary Club that meet in person on a, a weekly basis or a fortnightly basis. So our one, we try to get together um, a couple of times per year, face-to-face -face in the Sydney area. Um, but generally we do have our, our electronic via Zoom, having everybody join the call uh, to have the, the meetings together. What a great idea and what a, a timely response to the, uh, the difficulties of meeting face-to-face, -face, but also a response to the technology that is, exists nowadays that enables an e-club to exist at all, which would never have been the case until about 10 years well, this ago. One, well, this one, the, the Rotary Club of Greater Sydney was the very first one in Australia that was um, set up over 10 years ago. So that was set up by Tony Castley. So if listeners wanted to find out more about the Rotary E-Club, um, is there a, a website address that they should be going to? Well, yes, if they, if they just go into Google and type in Rotary E-Club of Greater Sydney, they'll be able to get to the, to the website that way. And if you were to do that, listeners, and were able to join, you'd then be in touch with people locally and around the world who are members of that club and um, supporting... Um, many different projects, such as the GLARPED program we've been talking about earlier this, today with, with Emmanuel. But Cheryl, as International Projects Director, you're also identifying other projects elsewhere in the world that could benefit from your support. Well, that's right. We've got a total of 16 projects, which is the highest number of any of the, the Rotary projects for international projects. So it basically helps those um, international projects be able to have that tax deductibility, be able to get the, the funds they need to be able to do the great work that they do overseas. And it also helps um, people in Rotary who want to be able to do the volunteer work. There are projects that could um, have people that, that go there and do volunteering. I did that with a uh, project with a school in Cambodia. And it's a great way for Rotarians who want to get hands-on and go and volunteer overseas, or they can um, help the Glapid local project. There's, there's lots of work that's needed there to be able to help the refugees settling in Australia as well. Cheryl, I'm so, sure this is opening the minds of many of our listeners, and I would love to have a, a more detailed chat with you about some of those 16 projects uh, around the world and explore that um, in a bit more depth. Uh, we're running out of time now, but I would like to thank you very, very much indeed for briefing us on um, the e-club um, about the, the projects um, and the way that you support the work of Emmanuel and, and GLARPED. And Emmanuel, I'd like to thank you very much for uh, telling us how you came to be here. And I congratulate you on your initiative in getting this whole um, project underway. It must be totally consuming. Is this, a, is this a full-time job for you or are you doing it on a voluntary basis? Yeah, now it's a full-time job, but since 2012 to 2020, I was doing it voluntary. So eight years I volunteered for these for this programs. We have more programs. We have domestic violence and a program that helps refugees who end up in domestic violence issues. We are even now running a campaign of um, 
of our domestic uh, against women, domestic violence against women, which is an international day for women that we started yesterday for 10 days. Uh, we have other programs of, of food support to the refugees. Uh, we have, uh, uh, Shela talked about them. The driving is very important because some of the people who come here say, for example, single, single women who have lost their husbands in wars, they are vulnerable to be able to get someone to drive them and they normally have uh, maybe more than five kids. So you find that those programs are really targeted and they are helpful. For those who want to know more about the things we do, they can go to our website, which is www.grapid.org.au. Excellent. So it's um, www.grapd.org.au. Very good. They can find us with all the wonderful things we do, and they can really, you know, join us. And we are soon opening a regional settlement um, uh, site in another town uh, up in, in, in Queensland as well, for those Excellent. who live in Brisbane. Well, it's a wonderful story, and um, uh, it's a lovely uh, gesture of yours, uh, Emmanuel. To, to to introduce this program and to see to see how it has expanded and making such a difference for the lives of many people uh, wishing you both every success Cheryl thank you Emmanuel thank you very much for